Colin Cullis is um, our business unusual correspondent. And tonight it is all about the world's most precocious child, Colin Cullis. Yeah, Bruce, this is... Uh, <laughs> the, he's not even 10 years old yet. He'll be 10 in October, Ryan KG, and uh, has for the last four years been the most commercially successful child or person on YouTube. We first featured him in 2018 uh, when he became, when he first got that title at the age of seven uh, for reviewing his toys. <laughs> but uh, I wonder if I may just pause from a young boy and his toys to mention a couple of much older boys and their toys, uh, because I'm sure it'll feature for next week. And that was the, the old boys, Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos, Richard Branson having a, uh, gone to space on Sunday with his Virgin Galactic successfully making it above uh, the 50-mile uh, definition to go to space and returning, important part that, and Jeff Bezos, who will do so on Tuesday if all goes according to plan, uh, which is the anniversary of the original Apollo moon landings in 1969. And on board with him, if he does do that, will probably be the most eligible person to go to space. <laughs> Mary Wallace Funk will be 82 years old. She will become the oldest person to go to space and definitely from her qualifications should have been an astronaut back in the 60s. Amazing uh, that she waited and hopefully all goes well and I'm sure I'll have more on that next week. But back to our, our 10-year-old and quite honestly, if I simply you know, played you the audio from the, 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 the insert from 2018, I can't imagine anybody would have said, wow, a 10-year-old who earned over 100 million rand in one year from reviewing toys on YouTube, that is incredible. Well, four years later, and he hasn't just managed to uh, stay the number one commercial success, he has now increased his revenue to over 440 million rand a year on YouTube. This is his 2020 figures. And thanks to him having joined a Kidfluencer talent agency, where he was the sort of founding member, uh, he has managed to raise the same amount in merchandise deals, his own lines, uh, and endorsements. And in fact, the reason I'm, I'm picking up with him this week is that he's about to launch his new range of shoes that he developed with sketches. Uh, and if you wondered what does a, a 10-year-old 800 million rand money-making machine sound like when it comes to endorsements, let me play you a little bit about how he's plugging his shoes. Please. I have my own shoe collection with Skechers. So cool. First, we brainstormed the idea of the shoe. I got to help come up with the ideas. Then the designer draws a picture of the shoe on paper. Next, they turn it from a drawing into a computer design. This is my favorite part. The factory starts designing the sole of the shoe. Next, a 3D computer finishes designing the whole shoe. Then, it goes from a design to a real shoe, starting from the bottom and then they attach to the top. The first real Skechers by Ryan's World Shoe is created when it looks and feels perfect. Can't wait for you to try Skechers by Ryan's World. So that's his, that's his pitch for, for children looking to buy some shoes in the next little while. Three right out the gate. He has some confidence, that young man. Um, and understandably so, he's been enormously successful. But, oh, my goodness me, I feel like it's Macaulay Culkin all over again. Uh, and and they, they, you're very right. And, and for those who maybe haven't uh, come across Ryan or Ryan's World and his toy reviews on, on YouTube, although it's likely if you have children, odds are they have found it and got you to watch it. But it kicked off in 2015. He was watching a YouTube video with his mom, as most parents probably would. 
Uh, and he remarked that why, why couldn't he do what that kid he was watching on YouTube do and talk about videos? His mother was a high school chemistry teacher at the time uh, and saw in Ryan that he was certainly very uh, you know, outgoing and confident. Uh, and so they decided to try it. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a hit right from the get-go. But over time, they started seeing a lot of people wanting to, to see what he was doing. He, he was particularly good with describing the toys he was playing and what was amazing about them and being totally effusive about just how amazing they actually were, which for any marketer, they'd say, I sign him up. That's what we want. But it was this connection that he made uh, with the, this team at Pocket Watch, um, a Kidfluencer talent agency or, or one that pretty much says, this is the arrival of the Generation Alpha. It's their time to shine. And they've since grown to, I think they've got about a dozen people on their books um, and have been taking over the world. And if you think this is the next sort of Iron Man, uh, there is a good connection there because Robert Downey Jr. is one of the investors in this particular company. And as I say, he managed to make almost 480 million rands worth of revenue. That's what he made. So Pocket Watch invariably is taking a cut of that. And so they're making a, a nice tidy sum of it as well. The catch though is, it is relentless. He puts out a video almost every two days. And so for the scripting and the shooting and the editing and, and all the rest of it that goes into it, and I know, Bruce, you've done a good couple of, uh, of these productions and things and, you know, doing a radio show every day, it takes its toll. And this is ultimately still a 10-year-old. And, and when he wants to play, ultimately they're all sort of become movie sets. They're all ready for the camera. Not to mention that rather than the parents going off and doing their own thing and then spending time with the kids – they keep coming back and they pretty much spend all their time with their kids. Uh, and subsequent to uh, Ryan having been, become this hit star and the parents are now both full-time invested in building his channel, he has uh, a set of uh, twin sisters that are five years old, both of which also <sighs> appear on his channel. And um, because they've been expanding, they have their own animated series. Uh, Emma and Kate are their names. So they've got this animated series that sort of tracks their adventures. And in some respects, i got to say, the parents... Uh, and, 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 the, and the agency have been geniuses here because when it comes to the benchmark for a family business, these guys rewrite the book. Uh, because they know Ryan can only do so many videos, they've created sort of an alter ego for him that allows him to have this uh, uh, other character called Combo Panda and another one called the Gummy Gator, I think is his name, so that he doesn't have to constantly be churning out videos. They have a full-time 30-person production team that can handle that part of it. They also do all the shooting for them. Uh, the family themselves have their own family blog with over 7 million subscribers to that one, where they just sort of hang out and do their family things, which is a thing on YouTube, family vlogging um, for other families to watch and sort of enjoy what other families get up to or maybe just get through the day it is a big part of it. But then, as I say, his, uh, his, his endorsement deals with the big Walmarts, et cetera, have led to him having these, these mystery egg stuff that he became very popular for. He put a whole bunch of toys in there and then punt what potential you get and then do this unboxing. And when we talked about in 2018, unboxing was certainly a big trend. It's sort of found its sort of middle ground. People aren't that blown away by unboxing anymore, but it remains a very popular way for brands to get their products uh, discovered online because YouTube has become this fantastic place for you to kind of do research about a particular product. So before you go and buy it, you can look at a couple of review videos, as it were. A lot of them are sponsored, so it's people actually just showing you what you would get, uh, which helps people sort of make the purchase. And, of course, the links are all available in the video, et cetera, to help them go ahead and buy it. Uh, but the other element that uh, they've helped in building all of these things is he's got a, his own TV show on Nickelodeon. And here's where some of the, the challenges come in. He's, he's almost 10 years old now. That Nickelodeon show goes out in the sort of early morning time of the day for preschoolers. Uh, and YouTube, about a year ago, uh, had to fess up that their ads 
were being able to be targeted at children under the age of 13, which is not allowed in the U.S. And so they stumped up a good $170 million in a fine, which, of course, would have had an impact because you cannot target those ads so much anymore. So their revenues would have dropped a little bit. Um, but the point is, you know, here is a child who is definitely doing commercial work for brands, selling to children of an age that couldn't tell the difference. If you watch the videos as an adult, you can see they say this is a sponsored content and, you know, this is paid for by the brands that are involved. But for a child that's five or six years old that is watching this a lot, I don't think they necessarily have that ability to do so. So there are some regulations that still need to be uh, ironed out there uh, to help parents know that their kids can go on and watch this stuff and not know they're going to get subjected to a lot of weird videos. Uh, but then here's where the other, other side comes in. He's not really going to be remaining that appealing to children that age very much longer. Uh, and neither will he remain that much uh, or be that interested uh, to continue speaking to children of that age. Uh, and here again is where it got kind of clever because in this combo panda, he's focused on gaming, something he enjoys doing. Ryan himself has sort of taken to fitness and stuff. So he's got a, a separate sort of video series that looks at that. And he certainly does enjoy his experiments and doing uh, fun things like that. So there's another channel that's devoted to that. All of them come together in a very clever way, uh, which I think makes this, you know, a, a pretty good news story. However, um, the, 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 the issue remains that because people see Ryan and think, wow, if he could do that, maybe I can. And the challenge is not his success or the way it seems to be managed by this family, which does seem to be very well handled. It's all those other families that are going to attempt to do the same thing and potentially fail. <laughs> and then how the children handle that and how the parents handle that and all the issues that come from it. But even though they well, are doing it well, becomes, it it's, it's the, yeah, it's the role model stuff here. I mean, you've got kids today who go, well, why do I need to do maths? Why do I need to play my trumpet or whatever the case might be? I just want to become a YouTube star. And they kind of think that this is the easy path to riches. And one, there's nothing easy about it. And two, I mean, it's a smaller market than, you know, rather try and become a professional footballer or a tennis player or a golfer. You've got a bigger chance of cracking it than in the YouTube world, I wonder. Well, I'm, I'm not so sure about that, given given the size of the audience potentially need to reach and how many people you actually have to have. So, so Ryan, earning almost a billion rand, has about 30 million <laughs> subscribers. Now, that in the entire world for how many people you can subscribe, given there's 7 billion of us and half of us now have access to the Internet, would suggest that that's not, that's not actually an impossible task. Um, but the issue would come from you know parents creating that expectation or, like you say, children believing that because they saw somebody else do it, they would want to do the same thing. However, and this is not to be... You know, this is the catch when you get old, you sort of think, oh, it'll never work, whatever else. But to be fair, in our generations, it was being the football star or the movie star or whatever else that, that drew way more people that could ever, uh, a, 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 you know, take part and succeed in that industry to do so. Uh, and so this is just simply a new way. We used to say, I want to be on TV one day. The modern version is, I want to be on YouTube. And I, it's unlikely to be going away anytime soon. Colin Cullen's Business Unusual. What a fabulous insight into Ryan Kaji, the highest paid YouTuber. Started off doing his toy reviews and is diversifying and expanding. And I, you wonder, I mean, am I being, I think I'm being slightly old about this, but when I, I just look at the warning signs, I look at people like Amy Winehouse, pressured too young. Britney Spears at war with her father over the rights to manage her own empire. Um, the, the trials and tribulations of Macaulay Culkin. The, the dreadful Kardashians. Uh, but yes, they've done incredibly well out of it. But my goodness gracious me, at what price? But yeah, business unusual. Colin Cullis, the future is very different to what it used to be.